Today we're going to talk about how you can create your own online ministry team. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey heroes, I'm Tom Pounder and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring in ministry leaders and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world that we're living in today. Uh, And today I've got my friend Christopher Wesley back on the podcast. He's been on the podcast numerous times uh, and I'm excited to have him on because we're going to talk about how to create an online ministry team. See, the reality is that when you first got started with online ministry, you probably got, most of us probably got started during the pandemic or you could have started even before that. But the reality is that you were probably a one person team. You were probably doing everything and you were trying to just make things work the best way possible. Well, in order for your online ministry to be really effective, you have to form a team. I mean, this is true of online ministry. This is true of any ministry that you're a part of. In order to be most effective and reach as many people as possible, you need a team of people around you, not just staff people, but volunteers as well. So what does an online ministry team look like? Today, Christopher and I are going to talk about that. But before we do and get into that, I do want to just highlight the Church Digital. At the Church Digital, we've got a few different things in there that I think you're going to love to go check it out. So go to thechurch.digital, and there you've got the podcast network and a whole bunch of blogs. It's not just my podcast and Jeff's podcast. There's lots of different podcasts there. Talk about online ministry, your personal and mental health. There's lots of great podcasts out there that you want to check out. But also at the Church Digital, we have lots of coaching, whether you're going into doing digital ministry, a combination of digital and in-person, or just digital, or even metaverse ministry. We've got lots of different coaching and cohorts that you want to check out. So check out the equipping page on the church.digital. But right now, I want you to listen to my interview with Christopher Wesley about how to create an online ministry team. All right, with me right now is my friend, Christopher Wesley. Chris, how are you, man? I'm doing well, Tom. Man, it's uh, it's another year and another set of adventures, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Life is, well, let me, let, let me clarify that. I'm doing well, but I am tired. <laughs> so Well, because it, not only are you going through COVID stuff and all this stuff juggling what ministry looks like during this crazy time we're in, but you're in grad school too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, you know how people started making bread and buying pets and stuff like that during uh, the pandemic. I decided to go to uh, grad school uh, for my master's in pastoral theology um, and it's a hundred percent online. So um, it's actually, it's, it's, it's great. Um, I, uh, I think this was like the type of education I probably needed for undergrad, but you know, 20 plus years ago, that wasn't really like a, a thing. So, so yeah. That is awesome. And, uh, and you're wrapping up, is this your last year? Is that you said? I'm hoping so. You know, it's just uh, trying to squeeze in two classes a quarter. And uh, so by the end of this summer, um, I will have my master's. I will have mastered something, Tom. (laughs) I'm the master of nothing. So there you go. At least between the two of us, one of us will have a master. Hey, you just cherish free time better than I do. So, you know, that's that's true too, a little bit. Well, Chris, again, you've been on the podcast numerous times. You're one of my oldest podcast uh, interviewees. You've been on uh, probably a dozen times, it seems like. I mean, so you've been one of the more popular guests, but there could be some people who may not know who you are. So other than going to grad school and whatnot, tell people about who you are. 
feel like I'm the Alec Baldwin of your podcast, you know, like I mean, but uh, no, um, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a good comparison. So scratch that. No, but um, <laughs> I almost spit um, out my coffee right there. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm a full time uh, youth minister at a local church, a local Catholic church here in uh, Baltimore, uh, and. Uh, at the same time, I founded an organization called Marathon Youth Ministry back in uh, 2016, and uh, it, the purpose of our organization is to provide cohorts, coaching, and collaboration for ministry leaders to help them rediscover their joy, uh, you know, that joy that God gave them through that, but also to help them build these systematic and sustainable ministries, uh, especially ministries to reach the young church. And, you know, we started mostly out in youth ministry, but now we're expanding a lot into children's ministry. I'm working with some, you know, uh, parish teams, uh, uh, clergy. Um, and, and even though we're primarily Catholic, we work with other denominations as well. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about some great things you have coming up a little bit later. But again, my simple plug is I have Christopher on for a reason. He's very knowledgeable. He's got a lot of experience. And if you've never checked out Marathon Youth Ministry, you need to. He's got great content, regular blog. He's consistent in blogging. He's got other things there as well. So definitely go to MarathonYouthMinistry.com, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, a little bit later. Uh, I also don't have you on because you're a Yankee fan, even though you're in Baltimore area. So, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Do you, yeah, yeah. Do you think? They, right. Do you think they have a shot at the title this coming year? If we have a baseball season, I mean, you know, it's like, but, uh, well, who knows at the time that this airs, but, um, no, I, I, you know, I think they do. I think they do. Um, I think that, uh, I, I you know, it, it, it's interesting because, um, I, I think they're working out a couple of, uh, things, especially with pitching, um, you know, last year, uh, you know, since Masahiro Tanaka had retired or went back to Japan and everything like that. And, um, not having a sustainable number two, but with Severino coming back, you know, and being a viable number two with Garrett Cole. Um, I just have some hope there. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we, we never know. We never know. Baseball yeah. is a funny sport. So it is a funny sport like that. And you and I could talk about that for a while. We, again, we still owe it to ourselves to go to a Baltimore Orioles game one day, meet in the middle yeah. of sorts, you know, and go yeah. to the Orioles game together. So um, tickets are pretty easy, I think, still to get at. <laughs> I think I, I think they're now paying people to come to the games. And um, hey, you know who knows? It'll be interesting with their new uh, uh, outfield dimensions. Yeah. Um, whether uh, they'll draw more fans in or just uh, you know whatever. <laughs> I saw that and rolled the eyes when I saw that they did yeah. their dimensions. But oh well, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, just get a better team. Okay. Anyway, so Chris and I could talk about this for a while, but we won't. We're going to talk about um, developing an online team. Um, mm. You know, uh, when the pandemic started, uh, Chris was one of those guys, just like many of us, who got thrust into um, doing online ministry. Chris was very, does student ministry. And a lot of student ministers got sucked into it. I, that's how I initially got into online ministry as well. I was a student minister. They said, you do, you do online ministry, so you should do this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, but in, in a, the span of, you know, days and weeks, Chris put together some systems and processes to get his parish online. Uh, and it was awesome. And I'm going to actually include, there's two specific podcasts that Chris and I did uh, that talked about what he did and how he set that whole thing up. But we're going to talk about a team uh, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, that we just work, do online ministry by ourselves. 
And so how, how do you create a team and what do you look for? Uh, so Chris and I are gonna talk about that right now. So Chris, just uh, tell me about your situation Sure. And um, how you guys got started with your team. Yeah, so, um, you know, again, and I think we talked about this in previous episodes, pandemic happened. Um, I have a background in electronic media communications. So in addition to being the student, you know, minister, I had that qualification going for me. And, um, you know, it's fun to talk about this, like over a year later, since we've installed all like, you know, we're always updating and upgrading our equipment. But it was about a year ago where we finalized getting like all the you know upgrades in the sound system and video equipment and everything. And it's been about a year since I've actually kind of really replaced myself um, in the, in that team, and it's still going strong. And so um, so yeah, I'm more than happy to talk about that. Um, I, I think like using that you know using that as a jump, uh, starting point, right? So um, I'm still involved with managing uh, the online team to an extent, but it's not something that I'm as involved in as I was over a year ago. Um, and part of the reason is because I'm the student minister and, and um, I was sharing my time a little bit more. I, I've got more and more uh, family and children's responsibilities that have fallen under my plate. So I remember saying to our pastor, like, there's no possible way that I'm going to continue to do this, right? So I think anytime you're starting a new program, or um, even if you are the let's say you're one of those rare people where you're hired as the middle school youth pastor and that's all you do, right? Like um, it doesn't matter if you're wearing multiple hats or one hat uh, day one, you need to start asking yourself, okay, how am I going to replace myself down the line? Right. And, um, and I think that's the importance about building any kind of team um, even in an online team, because if you don't look at that, you will feel continuously stuck or you will build a ministry that's centered around you. Um, so that that's just, I think, a transferable principle all around. Um, well, let but, me ask you, let me ask yeah, you go ahead. real quick. Uh, again, um, why do we want to replace ourselves? Like, Well, well it's because we're stewards, right? We're not owners, right? Like, I'll get biblical on this and everything yeah, like that, yeah, right? Do it. You know, God gave us uh, a leadership as a stewardship. I think Andy Stanley said that. Um, I mean, a lot of people have said that, but... Um, you know, leadership is a stewardship. And, and so there's going to be a time in a day, whether you move to another position or church, or you just retire. Um, and the thing that I don't know about you, Tom, but I never want to like, look back at something that I've done and said, like, I built it so much around me that um, it couldn't continue. Right. Like as much as I love getting my ego stroked and everything like that, like it, it just can't be about me. So I think that's principle number one. And, and when you do that, right, building a team, you need to build a team around you, especially at a leadership level that have like-minded people to that as well, that it's not about them, that they're humble servants, you know, all about serving the Lord in that regards. Yeah, I, I think you're right on, on that because, again, I think initially when you get into a position, say you're, you get into this online ministry and it's like, oh, man, I, it, this is my job now. This is it. But the reality is like you don't want to get to a point after you leave or move to a different position for some reason that is that it crumbles down. Like I think if there's that ego in me that is like, oh, yeah, I don't want it to be as good. But really, mm -hmm. if, you have, if you have a godly perspective and kingdom perspective, you do want it to be better without you. You want it to be better. And so you have to set that up so that you can be replaced and then you can move on to do something else and be a steward of another area. 
Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, so, so I think one replacing yourself two, and this is especially important, I think with any kind of like technological teams that you're building, whether it's online or, you know, digital marketing or whatever is to give your team members permission to play permission to create, um, you know, one of the things that we did going into last summer. Um, so, so let me just fill this into one of the key things about replacing myself was also hiring someone. So we actually hired an associate of our audiovisual ministry um, at the parish. And uh, it's a young guy named Maffin. Um, he's actually a college student, you know, and uh, just, you know, uh, applied to the position and is killing it. Um, and so um, what, as we were going into last summer, I talked with Matt and I was like, yeah, we just have to continue this sort of um, feel culture that we are a, a ministry that's about exploring and creating. And so, you know, we did a little um, study over the summer uh, with the book Creativity Inc. Um, are you familiar with that book, Tom? It's uh, the story of Pixar. Um, oh, yes, I have heard of that before. Mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. And um um, and Ed, uh, uh, I always mess up his last name, Camus, um, uh, he wrote the book and, you know, talks about him and John Lasseter building Pixar. And one of the big principles that they had in it is that they encourage their employees to spend about like 20% of their time, 10% of their time each week, just doing something that had nothing to do with their job or nothing to do with any specific tasks or projects that they were working on it was a chance to create different things and that's how they started to create better software better computerized um, uh, programming to help them you know improve pixar and so you know that was one of the things that we started to initiate and what's been really cool is um, it's helped our volunteers really get in and, and our interns get into this idea of um, trying different camera styles, um, equipment, uh, software, and it's not all dependent on me, right, on or on math and to execute these ideas. And so when you're building an online team, especially an online team, but this works with youth ministry, children's ministry, whatever, give people time to create and to think beyond outside the box so that um, those ideas as scary as they might be might come back and influence and bring your ministry to the next level. Dude, I, I love that. Really, I, I love that because you're, you're so right on that. When you give people the freedom to create and be creative, who knows what will grow out of that? Maybe it's something small that grows out a year later or something like mm -hmm. that that develops. And especially <clears throat> with technology, Technology is constantly changing. I mean, obviously, we're talking about the metaverse right now. We weren't talking about that last year. I mean, right. but we're talking about it now. And so if you allow, give them permission to think outside the box and be creative like that, it is going to help your team, especially your online team. Yeah, yeah. And I would say the third thing, it's not the final thing, but the, the, these are the top three things, right? Replace yourself, focus on creativity. And, and the third one, and... Uh, this might be obvious to a lot of people, but might not, is, uh, you know, make sure your team knows the purpose of your online community. And, and Tom, like, I know this might be different between de denominations, but, you know, um, and uh, let's use live streaming for an example, right? Live streaming in the Catholic church should not be a worship tool as much as it is an evangelization or discipleship tool and or a discipleship tool. And so what that means for um, our team is that when they're broadcasting uh, the mass, that's not just about like C-spanning it 
um, you know, um, and at the same time, it's not about creating a worship experience where people can get comfortable at home. Because I know this is a big problem right now, right? People are not coming back to the physical church, uh, either because they're forgetting about church or they're complacent about going to the building and, and they'd rather watch it at home. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm open to debate on this, but I think it's our job as the church to create such an inviting experience and an educational experience to the faithful that tells them why worshiping in person is so much of a richer and deeper experience than worshiping online um, um, or just worshiping online. And that's not to negate online worship. There's definitely a place for it. And I think it's necessary, but it shouldn't be a substitution or a supplement. It should be an entryway into what God has called the church to do, which is to come together physically and worship together. Yeah, I, I, listen, this is a debate that everybody has, every church kind of encounters. And, and that's the thing with us, you know, we, at my church, we want to encourage, we want to do excellent mm -hmm. online ministry. We want ministry, but we also want to create it a feel like, I mean, really, there is no better thing option than in-person worship. I firmly believe this, and I'm the online guy at my church. Yeah. But I believe to come and experience church and community in person is ideal. It, it can't always happen, um, but it is ideal. And so you want to create that experience where like, hey, this is awesome. This is an amazing experience that we get online, but we're also missing something out. And I, I've seen churches, um, and our church included, where we've said, what it was like for people who were online to come in person and that experience that it was for them. And we share those videos on social media and, and in person. Again, it's not to negate online ministry. I'm a big backer of that. So are you. But again, in-person worship together, there is something different about that. And again, I always go back to Christmas and Easter. I, the first year where we did Easter online only because of COVID, I didn't feel like it was Easter because I didn't experience that in-person gathering the people the the celebrating together of easter it was just a different experience yeah yeah no and it's so true and 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 the purpose of me bringing that up too is not to create any kind of shame for people who are watching online but it's it's really to put it on us the church right those of us who work especially those of us who work for the church to like to to think about okay if I'm using this as a tool for evangelization or even a tool for discipleship to teach people about what worship is, then what are the things that I need to do that um, are going to convince them that, yeah, being in person is better to help them overcome that fear, right? Because there's some kind of fear or um, uh, major obstacle that's preventing them from coming in person. And then at the same time, utilizing that to talk to your um, in-person staff, right, about making sure that the experience that they have when they do come on campus is quality, right, so that it's not like, they're not like, oh my gosh, it's just a bunch of smoke and mirrors, but that uh, it, you, you are advertising, you are communicating what reality is, um, especially, you know, you mentioned the metaverse, right, especially as more and more people get into this virtual world, and people might say like, hey, you know what, I can feel like I'm present in that church because I just, you know, sl slap on my goggles and my gloves and um, all of a sudden I'm, I'm in a room with what it feels like our group of people. And so again, not, I, I think we need to be in the metaverse, but um, that's a conversation for another time. But uh, um, I think again, it's we're, we're, we're missionaries 
um, in this online world, bring people closer to Christ in any way possible. I love what you just said that we are missionaries. And I, mm -hmm. I like to use the phrase or the term digital missionary. We're a digital missionary. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I like to point out, too, what Jay Cranda used to say years ago. I don't know if he still says this, but again, we want to encourage how to way we can get people from online to offline, to in-person mm -hmm. thing. And so that's good. And that's part of it is, you know, creating a great team online where you're creating great experiences that also highlight the great, great experience you can get in person. Yeah. Uh, as well. All right. So let me uh, talk to you about this. Um, when you're looking at an online team, is there a bare minimum of people that you need? Like how many volunteers do you have currently? How many did you start out with? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, we're uh, like, uh, one of the things that we have to revisit is, um, you know, we did have a lot more people at the beginning, but then once things started opening up, there was a little bit of attrition. Um, and then I think, you know, with the um, uh, emergence of Omicron, you know, during Christmas and stuff, when things started to shut down again, people were like, oh, yeah, 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 I'd like to get back involved in this and everything. So, um, you know, what, as you mentioned at the beginning, right, the minimum you can run a, a decent online thing is, is, is with one person if you have the right equipment. But really like what I would suggest is try not to ever have a hard number of too many people. And so what do I mean by that? Like, yeah, you probably at the end of the day, at least with the setup that we have, which is, you know, we have PTZ cameras, which, um, you know, are mounted and everything like that and controlled with the joystick. We have, um, you know, we use ProPresenter and um, OBS and, uh, you know, um, and then we have a little mini digital soundboard. So really at the end of the day, three people can comfortably run it. Um, but we have found when we have, um, you know, a fourth or a fifth person there, we can, um, we also have another uh, HD camera that we can unhitch and, and move it around. Um, always having someone shadowing or being a runner in that regards for one service, for one mass, right? So we're talking about three to four people per mass, but you know, what we're starting to do is like look at other areas that we can live stream. Um, you know, uh, you know, how are we live streaming some of our children's ministry? How are we live? Um, how are we doing more post-production work, you know, and things along those lines? This year, um, we worked with one of the local high schools to get an intern, um, this kid, Brendan, and he comes like uh, three times a week. And he's working on all this post-production stuff. And he, I mean, he's, he is awesome. He is really wow, incredible. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, if if you're the youth pastor, you know, or soon pastor, talk or, or just pastor, talk to your local high schools, because a lot of them actually have internship programs. And, if you know, there's always this hesitancy of church and state and everything like that. But a lot of these schools will send their students to your church if they like are doing something like AV um, or, um, finances or something that like could be considered secular, even though it's not, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Brennan's a really good example of that, um, there. Um, so yeah, our team is growing. And then the other thing too, is our team spans in age, right? Like, um, you know, you've got regular adults like you and I, Tom, um, but then, you know, we'll go as young as fourth grade, um, fourth and fifth grade, um, you know, to uh, run some of the equipment and just be a fly on the wall. And some of them are far more uh, talented than some of our adults, especially with using uh, some of the 
uh, joysticks that we use for the camera because I think they're just used to I forget the term right um, they have the dexterity right is that right dexterity you got me on that one <laughs> um, to um, you know move the camera smoothly so it's not jolting all the time and everything like that so um, yeah so don't be afraid to go young and don't be afraid uh, to just continue to add people to that team even if you run out of rules yeah, I mean, listen, age is not a matter. It, you can go young, you can also go old. We actually had last weekend at our services, we had, I, I do believe he was like 65, almost 70 years old mm-hmm. doing one of the cameras. I mean, and again, there's a lot of things that people can do. Um, chat hosts, we've had chat hosts that are mm-hmm. older and they're just caring, nurturing people and they work really well in the chat room. Uh, it's funny that you said that like um, earlier that, um, you know, at the very beginning of COVID, you had a lot of volunteers because that's what people were doing. And then slowly but surely they start, you start losing your volunteers and now you're scrambling again um, to get more volunteers. But yeah, so it's, it, 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 I guess it's like all ministries. You have high points, you have low points, uh, but that's great. Um, all right. Well, as we wrap up, what, any final thoughts that you would say, any words of wisdom that you have about an online ministry team? Yeah, and I think I talked about this um, when we were uh, in one of the previous episodes when we were talking about, um, you know, uh, live streaming and everything like that. And, and this is don't be afraid to rely on the teenagers or young adults in your parish um, to help you with this. Because, you know, again, when I started out, I had one other former youth pastor who was uh, a member at our church who helped me out. But initially, um, we were the oldest by like 20 years, <laughs> you know, from the rest of the team. And those those kids who were, you know, um, close to some are in college now, but like they really um, they really stepped up and performed at a level of excellence. And there were plenty of hiccups, you know, times when the live stream crashed or cameras fell over or, you know, things happen. But um, it did not deter them from coming back. Um, and if anything, they, we all had a lot of fun doing that. So I would say, you know, um, if you're struggling to find volunteers, don't be afraid to ask teenagers. They are capable of handling high-level equipment like that. Um, and uh, yeah, just, uh, just invest in the young church. I, I agree. I think there's a lot of a lot of things that kids can do these days because of technology and their exposure to technology at such a young age that they can, they can figure out. I often ask, I'm, I'm the tech guy supposedly at my church, but I'm constantly asking my daughters to help me with things. I mean, right. they know stuff like, I mean, one time I needed a video edited really quick and I didn't know how to do it on the iPad. And I just gave it to my daughter. She did it in like 20 minutes. I mean, it was, yeah. just so, yeah. it was so easy. They can do this stuff so easy. Uh, and a lot of times much better than I could. So I, I think that's really important. Uh, yeah, I think that's important. Okay, well, Christopher, it's always great talking to you, but before I let you off the hook here, uh, I know you've got some cool things happening with Marathon Youth Ministry. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So uh, we just reopened our online um, uh, membership uh, where, uh, you know, um, if you go to marathonyouthministry.com and you click on uh, membership up there, it'll take you to our MYMU portal. And we've got uh, several online video courses that you can take anything from small group to confirmation prep to growing yourself as a leader. But what I'm really excited about are cohorts. And we have one in particular cohort in partnership with the 10 by 10 initiative. 
Um, and if you're not familiar with the 10 by 10 initiative, it's uh, this um, movement that where a, a whole array of organizations um, are, are coming together from, you know, Fuller Institute to Youth Cartel, Orange, uh, National Federation of Catholic Youth Ministry, and, and the list could go on. It's interdenominational. And the 10 by 10 stands for reaching 10 million teenagers over the next 10 years with 10,000 churches. And so um, we're trying to invite churches of all denominations to join us. And, and you can learn more about this by going to 10by10.org um, or marathonyouthministry.com. And Marathon is launching a cohort utilizing um, a lot of the methodologies that we embrace with our cohorts, but um, having it fueled by a lot of the content that comes uh, from the 10 by 10 um, initiative. And that's gonna launch in March and it'll be a year long commitment, uh, monthly cohort meetings along with some individual coaching. I will take you through the M-Code assessment um, and uh, provide you with other materials and experiences as well. And Tom, I'm really excited because it's actually, um, we were able to receive some funding to bring it down to $499 per church. So that's a year long worth of uh, coaching content and, uh, and cohorts. There. And you can learn more by going to marathonyouthministry.com backslash cohorts, or just go to the main website, marathonyouthministry.com um, and check it out. Yeah, that's essentially $40 for lots of great training, uh, $40 a month for lots of great training. You can't really go anywhere else to get that kind of stuff. And it's year round. Uh, I, again, you can probably sign up for it in a variety of different cohorts or whatnot. But here's, again, with what Chris has is he's got tons of experience, as I said before, Lots, he's very easily to relate to uh, and walk alongside of you. His team is fantastic. So I would strongly encourage you to go to Marathon Youth Ministry and sign up for it through Chris so you can be part of Chris's one um, and do that. It, you will not regret it and it will really encourage you and inspire you. So thanks. Yeah, yeah there's my plug for you. But there again, you go. It, it, it's, a, it's a good plug because, again, you've got great stuff uh, and I love reading your stuff. And again, if, uh, again, uh, what I like to say about Marathon Youth Ministry is it says Marathon Youth Ministry, but you have a lot of leadership articles on there that I take and apply into any, you can apply it into any leadership context. So it's really helpful, kind of like what we just talked about online teams. You can apply these online team principles into any team that you're forming. So yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Sorry, Chris. Um, uh, tw Twitter, can people connect with you on Twitter? Will you, will you respond to them on Twitter? Yeah, so um, it's actually kind of funny. I was talking about online churches and uh, social media, and I, uh, I, I'm still, I still check the Twitter at Chris R. Uh, Wesley. So Chris R. Wesley, um, and then uh, in regards to Instagram and Facebook, we do have a Marathon Youth Ministry Instagram and Facebook account that um, I'm not always on, but my team is. Um, so uh, you can definitely respond to that. But uh, yeah, um, if you want to connect right now, Twitter or LinkedIn um is are the two main ways to connect with me um but i'm also open to email if you want to shoot me an email at cwesley at marathonyouthministry.com um i'll do my best to respond to you that's great uh yes again i think we met through your blog and maybe even through twitter and so and again you're one of my friends too that i have actually seen in person we met at the orange just, conference just once though tom yeah, this I is know. amazing like so you know talk about online experiences tom and i have known each other for years now like yeah. we can say several years 
Yeah. And uh, we've only met in person once, but this summer, Baltimore. This Orioles, summer, I mean, seriously, we are like less than two hours away from each other. There is no reason why we shouldn't meet together right. more often. Right, <laughs> so. right. Or we'll go to a Nationals game, as painful as that might be to watch. But, you I know. mean, if they're playing your Yankees, maybe that will work. You know? Yeah, there we go. There yeah. we go. So. Well, Chris, it's always great having you on. So thanks so much for being with me today. Yes, my pleasure, Tom. All right. So what did you think? And it's always great for me to have a conversation with Chris. Not only do we love baseball and just love to talk about that, but we have a lot of just different ministry stuff in common. So if you've never checked out Christopher's stuff before, again, definitely go to the show notes, click on his links, get his coaching. It's just a fantastic opportunity for you to learn from a real great expert, a guy who's doing student ministry, but also overseeing a lot of online stuff as well. So he's just a great person uh, to be in touch with. But I would love to hear your thoughts on the conversation. Uh, what have you discovered about creating an online ministry team? What have been some good things, some bad things? I would love for you to share that with me. Uh, go to uh, Twitter, at TA Pounders by Twitter handle. I would love to carry this conversation on and just share your thoughts on it. Or you can just email me, tom at thechurch.digital. I would love to talk to you a little bit more about that today. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for joining the Church Digital Psychic Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed it, subscribe to it. This is on YouTube. This is on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you can go to the blog and subscribe to it. Just go and subscribe to it. Uh, give us a rating too. We'd love for you to do that. But we'd love for you to stay in tune with all the things that are happening at the Church Digital. So go to thechurch.digital today and uh, you can get all that great content every day throughout the week. All right, heroes. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And until next time, have a great one.